0: Maybe you know what maybe that's going to be my vibe in 2023 is a tre- tre- trench trench coat and briefcase. <laughs> but on brighter side I don't of the things i swear on the brighter side <laughs> we're we're freaking alive and we we're, we're freaking doing the show called GearBuds Podcast, episode 190. My name's Henry, his name's Dave. Hello. And this is our show. And you might be thinking, oh, uh, they sound a little a little, little, low energy. They didn't sing the song in the beginning. Didn't sing in and, the beginning uh, today. And, and, uh, and they, they sound a little different. Well, folks, uh, as you might have seen, I, I'm not sure what we're going to name this one yet, but this is basically our... Uh, Ronasode episode volume two here yeah. because uh, your boy Hank got the COVID. He's got the Ronas. Watch out. But uh, So, yeah, stay away from me. Um, but I'll still be – actually, I'll, I should be out of quarantine by the time this episode comes out. So, uh, yeah. you know, don't worry too much. But, yeah, somehow, folks, I, I managed to avoid the, the, the shit for, I don't know, almost three years that Dave and I were just talking about. And um, boom. Gotcha. Here we are. Yep. I got it. Yep. Got all the shots, got all the stuff, wore all the masks, still got fucking sick, yep. so here
1: we are. It happens.
0: Thankfully, I have, and, and I want to start off by saying that I'm I'm, I, I'm doing okay right now. It's been, it was pretty fucking rough for a few days, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still kind of comes in waves right now. Today's been, this morning was rough, the rest of the day's been better. Um, but what has made it totally survivable, even though I live alone and all that good stuff, is the fact that I have some truly wonderful people in my life that have stepped up and and help me out when I needed it. And first I want to say thank you to you, Dave and, and sure. your wonderful wife, Mandy, because they actually were able to go and pick up some prescriptions that my doctor gave me uh, last night and drop those off for me as well as a little super thoughtful care package. And, um, yeah, it man. genuinely made me feel better and loved. And, and so I wanted to thank you publicly. You would have done, you
1: would have done the same for me. And you know, we don't, we don't live too far apart from each other. So it wasn't any sweat. I I went out and had a nice burger and a beer, uh, right beforehand. So it was a, it was a nice little trip over to your neighborhood, uh, For me, so I didn't mind at all, man
0: yeah and I know that but still I just want to thank you it really means a lot to me and that you go out your way to do that and help me right. out and also uh, there are some other people that I'm sure don't listen to this show but I still just want to thank them anyways first of all my, my family my dad my stepmom they were able to get me uh, a prescription to this uh, sort of uh, COVID drug that is you know supposedly supposed to help so that was really awesome that they were able to do that and then uh, my one of my, my best friends Mal she actually surprised me with a bunch of groceries and things that she knows that I love today because I didn't have dick for food around <laughs> (laughs) here um and and i'll say i actually uh i you know i my throat's been really fucked up i'm I'm, i've got lidocaine right now so it's all numbed up and i can talk and no big deal but i haven't really been able to eat anything all week Uh, but today i was finally like hungry again yep and uh so i ate some protein i ate some chicken earlier and honestly i think that's why i'm feeling good right now because like i actually have energy to do stuff
1: yeah well that's Um, a real thing man yeah absolutely dude you need those calories to uh to get in there you know get your energy back so
0: on. that's that uh, thank you again thanks thanks to everyone who has stepped up and helped me out it's really really means a lot to me and um you know we're gonna we're gonna get through this stuff but let's get into the, the show fans. that's right man. we do it for we do it for each other we do it for the fans we do it for ourselves and uh this may we'll see i this, I, I would i would suspect this is not a a b for this week just by uh <laughs> energy levels but we'll see I what happens that's fair buddy Let's dive on in. Symphony of Corrections. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. And here is your weekly thank you for listening to this ding-dang podcast that we make every week. Because uh, we love doing it. And we love that people actually like it. That is pretty cool for us. And we love getting feedback. So if you feel like doing that, follow us on the su- stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff. Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I wanted to give a quick shout-out follow-up to the uh, PTD party that I got to attend on Yeah, Saturday. man, I'm jealous. I
1: saw some videos from that. They had some killer bands playing. I mean, it looked like a really nice party, man. I'm, I'm really bummed I was out of town for that.
0: Yeah, once, once I'm well and, uh, you know, not uh, contagious and shit, I insist This is this is I'm putting my my foot down. I'm drawing a line in the sand. Dave. Yeah. You and me, buddy. We're going in there and we're going to have a hang at PTD Vintage.
1: We are, man. I I can't wait. I really can't wait, man. And it's right down the street from us, too. You know, it's It's so close. It's
0: literally walking distance from here. You you're going to love the inventory that he had. He had about half of it put away because just to make know, room freaking, and stuff yeah yeah there was a bunch of people there and a yeah. band playing and stuff but um so yeah there i just wanted to say first of all two bands played one um was a gathering of basically most of the uh, an old band called slings and arrows that johnny was in okay. um That's my old band used to play with except uh, the other Henry Henry Brown uh, bonfires vintage a a former guest on the show he was a singer of that band he lives out in Portland now so he wasn't there but but, um, they did an instrumental set and then they brought in Jim Turk uh, another good friend of ours from reverb and he was playing keys and that was pretty dope but they did these really cool like Christmas reimaginings of like rock songs where they would play like. Sultans of Swing into yep. like Jingle Bell Rock or some shit. I don't. <laughs> I can't come up. I don't know exactly what it was, but it hit it was with the really good. I love it. They actually they were actually rehearsed. Oh, um, yeah. So it was like it was pretty cool. But that was dope. Don't get me wrong. I think the most impressive thing was as I when I got there, you know, had to make a little bit of an entrance. We went out to dinner beforehand. Sure. And uh, there was a band playing already. I was like, oh, interesting. And they looked very young. And I realized it was Handsome Johnny's daughter's band. Wow. They're like. Teenagers and they sounded so good. They were playing just like instrumental rock, like I don't even know, Miserloo and stuff like that. And they were super impressive. So poised, really had their shit together. I was. super impressed and it's not a really good in there too even just you know it's a small room it's a it's a it's a guitar shop right it's right. not like a venue or anything but it's not a really good The
1: stage setup looked really cool they were kind of in like the window area there it looked like or something like that so yeah sorry.
0: there's there's a big picture window so they had basically like the drum kit sort of yeah with the drummer's back out the it's window my favorite setup no, yeah I'm no right. one complained and i the thing that was also really impressive was that once you went outside even when the band was playing you couldn't really hear shit Right. It was like, normally that's the sort of thing when you stand out in front, it's like, oh, this is, this is going to be annoying for people. And it sure. totally wasn't. It was nice. just like pretty quiet, good, but windows. lots of, lots of friends, lots of good folks there. Uh, they had a, they had a bar set up. It was, it that's was, awesome it was friend. a, it was a really, really pro setup Can't, can't give Johnny enough credit. PTD vintage, go buy some stuff from him really honestly there were a handful of guitars that i would have been happy to walk out with you know (laughs) did you you check
1: anything out or was the gear kind of just kind of secondary because there was more of a party going on and stuff?
0: you know yeah, I didn't know what to expect. It was a little more secondary. I mean, of course, I sort of like walked around and stuff, yeah. talked about stuff, took pu- pulled a couple things off the sure, wall, of checked out the, their Yamaha CP and the roads that he had and stuff. But yeah, I didn't really like, you know, of course, I didn't like plug anything in or anything like that. So I would actually love to spend some time really gear, gear geeking out uh, with, with those boys. So Nice, nice, dude. That's that. Go check out PTD Vintage. I've got a rare find of the week this week. This one's kind of interesting. I don't... It's. It's not as, uh, I would say, that the provenance or suspected provenance perhaps not as impressive as some of the other things that we've talked about on Rare Find of the Week. This is just an amp that I, I realize, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there, Dave. We talk a lot about dream gear around here and how, frankly, both of us kind of already have acquired all that, which is lame and old stuff old guys say, but I think that this amp may be my dream amp. Okay because i've got a lot of amps but I, what i don't have is a vintage super clean 1974 high watt custom damn 100 watt dr 103 damn dude. the the high watt you know like the gilmore the yep. townsend like that the amp that all the guys used back in the day yeah super clean f- half stack with the matching bottom original fanes in there uh Honestly, it, uh, when I saw the picture of it, I didn't think that it was vintage. It looks so clean. Like a reissue or something. Is, it, this is a reissue. Yeah, and, and even with the price, because like they're, they're not cheap amps, even new ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's in uh, Derby, UK. So I don't... Uh, Dave, what do you think a Derby accent sounds like? Derby. Oh, that was... Okay. Yeah, derby. that was pretty good.
1: We live in Derby.
0: Derby. <laughs> uh, and, and cl- not, only the, not only is it the matching head and bottom, it also has perfectly fitted flight cases that come with wow and here is the kicker again like you should just just i would say search it but they you know just go look for the Hiwatt custom deer 103 from derby on, on reverb uh the insides of that amp honestly i would eat freaking thanksgiving dinner off of it so it looks clean so clean and the wiring is
1: so precise on those two it's
0: beautiful it's perfect yeah. it's, un- it's unbelievable. But the kicker is that, and there's no guarantee of this. There's no proof, but mm. the original gentleman, an older man who's had it for a long time, claims that it was originally owned by Jethro Tull.
1: Oh wow, dude! You've been on a Tull kick lately, haven't you? You, dude, you know
0: I've been on a Tull kick recently. They, they rock, man. Tull fucks. I'm just yeah, gonna, I'm just gonna do. say it. I'm, imagine, imagine saying about any other band fronted by a flautist. I I guess Lizzo. Like that's the, you know, that's the only other one I could possibly <laughs> come up yeah, with. Yeah, that's true jethro tull were the lizzo of their day that's hilarious. and and i want to own lizzo's amp <laughs> the price honestly i don't know what do you think about this it's 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 got you know i'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's listed in pounds originally which is why the dollars are weird but okay. it's five thousand one hundred and seventy nine dollars and 81 cents american dollars american dollars yeah that's, and I that's mean, head cab matching flight cases and just
1: one cab right
0: yeah, just one cab. What's right. the
1: cab? What what is it? A four, a four ten or something? It's a
0: high watt four twelve with 412. the original Fane twelve right. inches, which are which are the things that I mean people freaking keel over for the, just for the speakers themselves, you know, like if you can find original clean fans that are like, oh my God, that's a thing. So that that in itself, I
1: think that's a a fair price. I don't think it's anything crazy, especially if it is, if it was owned by Jethro Tull's guitar player. I mean, that'd be pretty fucking amazing. Like,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: uh, Although there's no proof, but like I'd pay a little more for that kind of peace of mind. And you know, that's that kind of coolness factor to it. Uh, It, It's
0: a neat story. The shipping of course is not cheap from the UK. It's like 500 bucks, but regardless, I, When I saw that listing and I clicked on it, I was I was bracing for five figures. I was Mm. like, this is gonna be like ten grand. It's mint condition, the cleanest DR one oh three I've ever seen. The new ones are expensive. I actually thought that was a pretty reasonable number, which is I I realize an insane thing to say about a five thousand dollar
1: amplifier. I mean, I've seen the vintage heads, you know, people asking, you know, four thousand or you know, around that that body part, you know, that uh, that ballpark. So, you know, for me it's like a little bit more and as if it's as clean as you said, then like I mean, you shouldn't be it shouldn't have any issues. It should be ready to roll. So that's kind of uh that's that's a pretty nice find there, my friend.
0: It's honestly it's one of the, those things that if it, if I had seen it on the right day yeah. and I was in the right mood, I I can't remember if it had a ball button or not, but there's a chance I would have been balling <laughs> at it. Well, what do you think about
1: that? Like, I mean, you know, we talk about expensive guitars and stuff all the time and uh see with amps, I mean I know that, that there are amps that are worth a shitload of money and should be, you know um but what do you think about that do you have like a ceiling when it comes to like buying like let's say a head like a head and a cab like that i mean it's that's a good question because like i, I mean know. i would pay you know if i had the money I, I would pay 10 grand for like a vintage guitar but i don't know if an amp if, for me if it if it just has like uh as much of a return on it where i feel like you could almost get close enough because you're 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 Ultimately you're hearing it Or a guitar You're actually feeling it And playing it So I wonder Mm -hmm. If you have a ceiling When it comes to something like that I I do I mean I think you know, it'd be cool to have like a vintage AC thirty or something like that, but even those are like three grand. So,
0: mine, mine's or, kind of or a, a lot th- more depending well, on what it is.
1: Depending, yeah. But like a top boost, I think yeah, four or five grand maybe tops. So like, I don't know. I was just wondering if you have like a and obviously like you know there's dumbles and stuff. So you know we yeah that's a whole separate thing in my opinion. But like yeah, uh, that's like
0: collector world. Even though I would love to play and own one. Yeah, it's a really me. interesting question and thought. I think a couple things come to mind. One is that. In my opinion, in, in, in my experience, I think an amp is 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 more important to your overall final tone I than a guitar is. Oh, I
1: agree. Absolutely. Hands down.
0: But I, and I think most of us, our instinct is to be willing and open to pay way more for the guitar yeah. than for the amp. Yeah. and And I think it comes back to the point that you just made is that- you you're, you're holding the guitar. You you're not holding the amp. It's an extension
1: of your body. Yeah, exactly. Right. right, right,
0: So, man, I don't. That's a god. That's a really good question. I'm not sure if I have an upper bound. Certainly, I mean, obviously, definitely lower than anything I've ever. I mean, I've never spent as much on an amp as I have on a guitar. That's kind of my have, point. Yeah, I have some very valuable amps. Um, I yeah, I don't. The but, other thing is that like I also have. You can't. You can, but to only certain extent, can you model or like profile a guitar? Sure. Right like I have a Kemper I have all the plugins I can like pretty easily get 90 to 95 percent of the way there with like almost any amp sound mm-hmm. in the box right now so it in my mind it wouldn't be worth it to you for to like the use that I have is not like a a touring live guitarist sure. yeah. there's just less there's just less need for me to have like a very expensive super high end amp now that's not to say I like I pretty much every day I think about well. I could just get an, uh, an AUX, Universal Audio AUX box, right, right. and plug any amp into that, and then boom, that's just like a plug-in, so then now I have that sound. and Right. So, computer. Uh, I, the th- okay, so to take a step back, I would fucking stab to have a vintage DR-103. Sure. I also have very little to basically no need for a 4x12 cabinet. Oh, Not dude. only do I already yeah. have a bunch of a bunch of big cabinets, like... I'm just never gonna use that, so
1: it would blow your doors
0: off for sure. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, and unless I'm in, on on a stage in a in an arena, like right. I'm never gonna push that to where it needs to be. And I'm and I say that as I'm on the precipice of restarting my metal band, like I, <laughs> right. you know, like right. I, there's an opportunity. Didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even play a half stack in that band. I just played a two a, twelve a combo. Right. Uh, both both of the gigs that we played, I only ever played a half Did stack. Did you play like, that, bar- Early, early bands. Yeah, that was a Bogner, which I yeah. still have. Yeah, that's a great amp. So, yeah, that's man, that's, a, that's a, a great question. It's I really feel like we've kind of like, as guitarists and bassists and, and instrumentals, we've kind of like flipped it a little bit where it's like we're all willing to pay a lot and have like a bunch of different guitars and very sure. expensive ones. But then like we pretty much all plug them into the same amp that we've just like decided that we like. And, and that's sort of like the core of our sound. So, well, I don't was, know.
1: Yeah, because that was kind of the thing. When, once I got the Les Paul I mean, I've, I've always known how important amps were, but, you know, I'm not really a guitar player. So once I got that Les Paul and I was playing that through like my little Squire practice amp and then even through like my bass amp just to like change it up. And I was like, no, I'm it. It, it, it doesn't do it justice to not be, you know, going through something with at least with like some tubes and stuff, you know. So that's why I got that. AC-15, exactly. But but yeah, I mean, for me, that's going to be good enough to just like I could you know, I could gig with that. I could keep it at home. Um, I don't see myself collecting any more guitar amps at this point, or even bass amps, for that matter. You know, I'm pretty covered as far as that goes.
0: Yeah, those are famous last words right there, my friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well... Uh, you know, I made some other, uh, choices this week, so we can maybe get to that. You later.
0: did. We, we will definitely get to that. Yeah. Um, before we do, we've got some other stuff to get to, including a new sub segment, which I am calling rare foot of the week. Okay. Uh, because, and I was trying to surprise you with this Dave, okay. but uh, you, I, I saw that you already happened to, uh, to look at the, outline well, I today, opened the so. tab, but I didn't get to really gaze upon anything. So, you okay. Can... Well, if that's, if that's the case, let me. Because normally this is the point of the show where I would just like actually show you this thing. Hand me the iPad, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna text you a link really fast. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna probably have to t- cut a couple uh, moments out here as I do this because it's it's important to me and to the the health of the show that you actually see this as we move on because you know we like to talk a lot about um, uh, bro toes around here. And, oh God, uh, yes. One, one of our very favorite things is people taking pictures of gear. Yep. Uh, on the floor. And um you could see their feet. And yeah, I've gotta say I think gross. I might have found mm, the worst one I've ever seen, but which also makes it the best one.
1: It's just a nasty foot.
0: I'm just Dave, you know what? I'm just gonna stop talking just right text now. Text it over. I've I'm, got get, my, I'm uh, getting this I'm getting this link going here. I've got my chat box open here. Oh god, my phone is just like um, making me jump through hoops here. Well yeah, you know, there we, we
1: were we were looking at that sixty two jazz bass the other day, and I when I was excited about it, I cut out the foot that was in the image because i know i knew right away you weren't going to take it seriously (laughs) because i was like i better i better crop out the foot
0: oh dude click it open because i did it's it's the gift that keeps on giving uh Uh, there are there are two uh first and water stain on the floor what is that the I don't know what the floor is, but that is the one of the grossest feet I've ever seen in my life. It's like in between, like a hand, like finger toes, Mm -hmm. and like monkey feet, long long toes that look like they could grab onto something. Absolutely, they look like they're trying to grab onto the cement floor. They are.
1: Oh, and then he's got like the
0: jean, like you can see his jean, so you know he's got like bad jeans on. You know he's got big baggy jeans on. And th- the thing is that, like, I saw this listing. I was like, "Oh, nineteen forty-three Epiphone Zenith." Like, I might be interested in this guitar. And then it opened up. oh, yeah, fuck.
1: Yeah, that is a cool guitar. Absolutely, and it's actually not not a terrible price. I mean, no, you know, it's not. Those things are hit or miss. Sometimes they sound like little. turds in a can but i will say uh the funny thing about the foot that i've noticed is when he flips the guitar the foot is repositioned in the photo almost identically to in the first photo of the front of the guitar so you've got you've got you got double foot action and i wonder where the left leg is too yeah why
0: why is there only one foot that's that's, that doesn't make any sense to me like a stance in
1: like a ready stance is that what's
0: going on here he's doing some sort of like karate uh, stance a, cr- a karate stance, like, like a short stop He's, he's got like <laughs> yeah. a wide base. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going that on. It's so weird I,
1: though, because it almost looks like his foot's in there on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I, I always make it a point to make sure my foot, if not at least cropped out afterwards, is not in the just shot. Just crop
0: it. Just, just crop fucking it. crop it. It's, it's not. It's real it is, easy. It, you would still be able to see the entire guitar. In fact, it would probably increases his opportunity for sales because the, the guitars to be more zoomed in once it's uploaded yeah. to craigslist these are awful photos uh, actually there's three photos as, as bad as it gets
1: uh and i will say it, people just a pro tip if you're uh taking a picture of your guitar and you're trying to sell it don't put the strap over the entire front of the body where we can't <laughs> see the finish like what is going on with this thing dude how lazy
0: i don't know it's oh, it's it, there is no explaining it but Boy, am I excited to have a new segment called Rare Foot of the Week! Oh, dude, uh, well, you know we're gonna have a lot of these moving forward. So there's it's 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 half the pictures on Craigslist, which is I, uh, I almost feel like so people funny. are like doing it on purpose. But I guess we will never know. Oh, uh, That's nasty.
1: I gotta like close out this tab now. Because yeah, you can close uh, it now. <laughs> Brutal, you can dude. you can
0: you can delete our text history because uh, of that. Burning yeah, phone. I will
1: have to delete that from the text history.
0: Here we go. What? There's so much stuff cranking. Uh, Gibson uh, keeps the merchandise rolling we oh, know yeah? we, we talked recently about uh well, i always fender that merch guy's last fucking week name it was fender last week then and then the billy the, reed uh, billy reed i was gonna say tory birch but that's like a ladies bag I think designer that's a lady yeah, uh but uh this is gibson and Lifton. Uh, have teamed up. Now, if you are an old school Gibson fan as we are, you are going to recognize the name Lifton from the cases that have come with Gibson, uh, that came with Gibson's back in the 50s. And Ah. I think, I don't remember exactly when they stopped, but maybe into like the early 60s, I want to say. Okay. Uh, Sometimes called the California girl cases for gross reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gibson and Lifton have reforged a partnership. Oh. And they are not only offering new Lifton Gibson cases. They're also offering a wallet. Okay. A duffel bag hmm. and a backpack. Okay. that's All, nice. all leather because this is, it's that, it's that sort of like the same leather as they use for the cases. It's that kind of same thing. leather. It's like yeah. that sort of dark tan kind of with the grain. Uh, not,
1: well, like not heavy grain, but it's almost yes. like that marbling kind of like exactly. Appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. I dig that.
0: Exactly. So, I have to say, of all of these types of things that we've talked about recently, this is the first one where I was kind of like, mm, maybe I want that duffel bag. Like, I right, it, it's, it's dude, nice. Could, it's not. Ni- I can use a nice leather, leather,
1: a leather weekender bag, man. That's a slick look, dude. Walking that, through the that's airport. That's exactly what it is. That's and a know, nice imagine
0: look. if you're like, if you're like, hey, I got my Gibby. I got, still got my Gibby with me. Well, now does uh, it
1: have the big Gibson logo on it or anything like that? I mean, is it is it anything like?
0: little off it's pretty tasteful no there's just like a you know how like on the old uh cases there was just that little metal badge Mm -hmm. almost sort of like uh like a tarnished bronze looking sort of deal Uh, it has that on there which is beautiful that's all i would ever want on there um here's the only the only little bit of problem i have is the wallet uh the wallet also has that metal tag on it and it's right on the front face of the wallet Mm -hmm. which to me says i'm gonna put that in my back pocket. And it's just going to tear my jeans apart. Sure. So I don't really know how I feel about that. The one thing that that I did really like about the wallet, though, is that because, you know, obviously those cases, or I I guess maybe if if you don't know, if anyone doesn't know, they were always known for being brown leather on the outside, that crushed pink velvet on the inside. And then there's that um, like shroud that covers over. the. It's like a a sheet that's like attached to the inside of the case that then covers over the top of the guitar when it goes in the case. Mm -hmm. That's also present in all of these designs and you can actually it, like it's designed to sort of peek out of the leather a little bit and it, of the of the of the wallet and it kind of okay. looks pretty cool so like i kind of really like it a lot if it didn't have the badge that I was going to either a tear my jeans up or b tear my butt up when i sit on it yeah i would consider getting that wallet are you a back a back pocket wallet guy I've always been a back right pocket wallet okay, guy. Okay,
1: yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I switched over because I I got I, I got like in two thousand six from my work actually it was like a little present. It was a little mini wallet, like a little leather mini wallet. So you, you can't uh-huh. really put like a wad of cash in it, but I've got my cards and everything in there. But that thing now is like sixteen years old, and it's like so soft and everything. It's awesome, um, but that's a front. That's a little front pocket wallet. A little fronty. Yeah, exactly.
0: I've got. I think I got it as a gift, like about ten years or so ago. I got a Toomey, you know, leather wallet. Oh, nice. Um, and and it's yeah, it's the same thing. It's like it's it's perfectly worn in. Oh yeah. Um, I don't even really think about it. I'll be honest though, like I'm the kind of guy hate having stuff in my pockets Dave yeah me too if I can have nothing in my pockets I'm a happy person so I've actually taken to carrying around one of those uh hipster like front cross body bags Ooh, I was time. gonna say you
1: could go fanny pack route if you wanted to yeah you know?
0: it's it's basically a fanny pack that you just wear across your chest pack? yeah that's right. all it is I was I was a very early adopter was, like, as you know like a 16 year old I was a messenger bag guy my whole life I yeah. was always the guy carrying around a messenger bag sure. so if I don't have to have something in my pockets I'm not gonna yeah but I hear that if I'm going to have a wall out of my pocket, it's it's in the back one. It just feels weird to me in the front pocket. I don't well, know. You know me, man. The, the, the first thing I do when I come over to do the pod is take everything out of my pockets because I'm to exactly. be as, as comfortable as
1: possible. And I'm not yeah. even wearing pants right now. So there you
0: go. <laughs> now you're just trying to turn me on. Yeah, I know, All right. Man. Before we go, I want you to guess. Okay. Uh, oh, actually, you know, what? before that, one more thing I want to sort of grouse about is uh, they sell cases, a bunch of different cases, different, you know, Les Pauls, SGs, hollow bodies, etc. The guitar uh, cases you're referring. Guitar to. Guitar cases, yeah, yes. Right. The thing that I don't like, and I want to get your take on this. Mm-hmm. The most expensive case that they sell, it's a Les Paul case. Okay. And it's it's aged. Ooh. It's a relict case. No. See, the case just... is the
1: one thing, like you know, it, um, you know, with with my Les Paul again, like I like the fact that it has like a new case because I feel yeah. I feel much more comfortable taking it around. I know the handle's not going to snap off, and I've had cases where the the latch will open and the base almost falls out of the Exactly, totally, thing, dude. A lot of those fender cases have those issues with the latches. Um, so I I do not I do not see the. Uh, the point at all of having a an aged case. I think that's very strange.
0: It's really strange. I you know I, I think it's probably for the guy that's never going to actually use the case, sure. right? Like that's just like, hey, I've got a a relict road one. Murphy Lab Les Paul. Yeah. I want a relict case to go with it but still it just
1: ah. dude do you remember uh fender did a run of road worn amps like not i think it was like in the like the the early aughts maybe maybe the mid aughts i don't remember that yeah and they did a you know like the the fender basement like the tweed amp the classic one from the 50s oh yeah it had like it had like tears around the edges and i i shit you not if, if you can if we can find a picture of it somewhere it had like the it had like the 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 coffee ring on the top or the beer can ring, oh, or whatever you want to call it, God. which is just like, why would you want that? I mean, you know, I actively try to, like, clean that off when I, you know, if I ever do that set of beer on my uh, amp or oh. something. So it's just it looks so bad. And it's that tweed. So it kind of looks dirty and just like mustardy and brown and stained. It's very, very strange.
0: I don't I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, just yeah. buy just buy a new case or, just, or, or a new amp. Yeah,
1: you just reminded me of that, though. That's so funny. I forgot all about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, the cases, you know, it's, uh, again, like when I was talking about uh, that 62 Jazz Bass I came across this week for sale, um, I ended up talking to the kid who bought it, and I was like, hey, did you, uh did it come with a, you know, I'm just curious, did it come with a case? And the, the guy literally said, he's like, no, because the guy gigged it so much, the case fell apart. Yeah. So like that's kind of the thing with cases. You're supposed to burn through them, and then you get a new one, and then you burn through that one, and then you get a new one. You know, so yeah. having an aged case just seems counterproductive to me. For
0: that's sure. just yeah. That's just like peak lawyer shit. Uh, <laughs> it bl- is blues, blues dentist. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not even gonna ask you to to guess. There's too many things to, to I'm just gonna tell you the prices. The wallets 179. Oof. Duffel bags 399. Okay. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Backpacks three ninety nine, duffel bags seven ninety nine. Ooh, that's a pricey so duffel, man. It's you know these are these are handmade They're quality yeah. good Oh, I get it, I get it. I, I, I guess a uh, Lifton's uh, been around since nineteen eighteen, and their and their tagline is "Built like a fortress," <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, the guitar cases are between three forty nine, or they start maybe around three hundred. Uh, most of them are three forty nine, and then the aged one is like five hundred bucks. Yeah, which is again,
1: uh, it's they always wild. charge more for the aged stuff too. Because I mean, I get it; they have to put the work into it, but it's like. This could just all be avoided, you know. So I'm yep. I'm not down with that whatsoever. I'm
0: not really down with that. Couple more things here for the symphony. I wanted to talk about uh, this one. I, you know, this is a little bit of a crossover for us that we we don't talk about it too much on the show. But okay. uh, Dave and I, you know, we have some outside interests. Mm-hmm. I would say of the things that Dave and I talk about, I would rank them um, one guitar stuff, absolutely. Two car stuff. Oh yeah. Three, I would say sports probably. Yeah. And then four, which is which is a smaller subset, but once in a while we'll go on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, is watches? Oh, sure. And there is a new John Mayer signature watch. Who makes it? That just came out, made by Casio, my friend. Oh, okay. So this is apparently something that's been going on for like a year or two now. I guess John Mayer is a big watch collector. Yeah. No surprise. There's a lot of overlap with rich guys and watch guys. So. Uh, in recent years he's collaborated with maybe you you know this watch site it's called hodinky mm, it
1: doesn't sound like
0: hodinkee mm-hmm. and uh, with uh casio has uh, Straddled the worlds of watches and and, and since I not only is John Mayer a guitar guy. He also plays a bunch of stuff including synthesizers and he really loves those old, you know, like Casio sk5 those really like 80s little sort of like dinky battery powered synthesizers Yeah, with like the tiny little
1: like window for the face and everything like that exactly
0: Mm -hmm. so Uh, I I didn't know, but he's done a couple of these. There's a new one that just dropped. It's the the Casio G-Shock Ref 6900 PT1, which is inspired by the Casio PT1 mini-syn.
1: I kind of dig this crossover. This is kind of a smart idea by Casio, I think, because everybody knows the name for keyboards, and you forget, they, they they were huge with watches in, like, the 80s and 90s and stuff. So exactly.
0: That's, and, that's and, like, the, the kind of, like, style and vibe yeah. of watches that a lot of people wear right now, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. Uh, I guess they, they first released the PT1 Synth in 1982, made it throughout the most of the 80s. Uh, it came out in, like, four different colors, but the one that I think most people like and then what the watch is is this, like, sort of powdery baby blue. Okay. And... Um, so I, oh, it's the third watch that they've done. They've done an SK5 G-Shock and they've done a PT80, a uh, limited edition, um, the thing that I find really interesting, so there I, f- I saw this article on Reverb, and what they showed was that each time they've released one of these watches, the corresponding synthesizer's price has totally fucking skyrocketed. Okay, so like the SK5 when that you know when that came or before the watch came out, those were selling for say like one hundred eighty to two hundred bucks or less, and they've the prices doubled since then. Wow, uh, like right after the watch came out. So the PT1s right now, I think. Uh, those are you can get those for pretty cheap, but I'm, I'm guessing now that the watch is also a thing. Mm-hmm. Those the synths are going to be more expensive now, too. Yes. Yeah,
1: so and, and like how closely do they kind of base them off the synths? Like do they, they match them basically and stuff like that? Like they the can,
0: color is the same for sure. You yeah. know, I mean, there's not much else they like the big do. colorful
1: buttons or anything like that. Like the uh, <sighs> kind of.
0: It still looks vintage Casios. It, it, yeah. it looks like a G-Shock. Still, it's it's yeah, it's not going to like. It doesn't really look like a synthesizer, but right. that's cool. You right? know, it's. I think it's really cool. I will be honest. My initial and I think this is just because of my personality. My initial reaction was like Ew. and then I actually opened it up and yeah. read the article and looked at. it. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty neat. I like this. This uh, especially when I saw the price.
1: Okay. Um. Well, Casios aren't that expensive, right? No. So, uh. Uh-uh.
0: You know, probably like what, like the 50 sixty dollar range or something like that. It's it's a it's a buck eighty. Oh, damn. you know, okay. It's got John Mayer's name attached to it, ah, but I was yeah. I was expecting, I don't know, three fifty, like four hundred or yeah. something, just just because it's like John Mayer and it's a synth and blah blah blah. But for yeah, one hundred eighty bucks, you know, you can you can have, you can wear the same watch that John Mayer wears.
1: There's a uh, speaking of watches, I, I you just remind me of something. I get the newsletter from the Rolling Stones. Um, they you know they send it out a few times a week and they did a they did a watch drop with Nixon watches i'm sure you've heard of that company before oh yeah i've had i've had a nixon yeah watch i've had before. a couple um they're cool they're like inexpensive you know uh, whatever kind of kind of timexy stylish watches yeah. but um they did a they did a collab nixon did a collab with the rolling stones and they made these rolling stones watches and i was looking at a few of them and i was like that's kind of cool you know the classic nixon that's like the all silver one uh with the silver oh, yeah, face exactly. you know it's kind of like they're their claim to fame watch uh that one they have that one in red which is kind of interesting with the big tongue on the face and they have a black one that's kind of cool too but it's in that style and i'm like this is cool but then i thought about it and i was like i'm not gonna wear
0: that with the tongue on the face yeah I don't know, man. yeah that's, dude. A, that's a bit much it's
1: a tough look it's like i mean like I bought the, uh, you know the, you know the Keith Richards tongue necklace that he was wearing in like the '70s. Like I bought a copy of that, and I know. Oh yeah, yeah. I never wear it. It's just like I bought it, and I was like, oh, I'll like wear this, and then I'm like, dude, I, I mean, I'm a huge Stones fan. They might be my favorite band of all time. Biggest and Stones I'm, fan I know. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not gonna wear this, dude. Like I'll wear the T-shirt or something, but you know, jewelry, I don't know. I think so. I held off on buying that, but again, they're they're affordable if anyone's interested. I think they're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So they were, you know, yeah, that was definitely on my radar, and I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool, but. I'm not going to wear that thing out to dinner, dude. Are you kidding? Come on. Man. <laughs> out to dinner. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> right, so. Oh, man. All right, one more thing. And this this is a little bit of a it's a little bit of a controversy that I wanted to get into Ooh, here I because like it. we were talking about this. I don't remember if it was end of last week, beginning of this week, but uh it, it, it we there's some controversy in the world of pre-made wiring harnesses for for guitars oh i'm
1: glad you brought this up i forgot about yes this. yeah i
0: almost did too but then i threw it in the outline because if i didn't i would definitely forget <laughs> so there's a company out there I'm, if you're listening to this show you've probably encountered them before they're called 920d mm-hmm. a 920d they're sold on sweetwater zounds they're i mean in, as far as like Pre-made wiring harnesses go. The, the brands that I, that come to my mind are them and Emerson. There are many others out there, but I feel like for that kind of thing, that's they're just the market leader sure. as far as I can tell because they're basically because they're distributed by giant big box well not big box but big all box the major retailers stores. yeah right exactly so uh it's the sort of thing i mean again if you don't want a, a premium wiring harnesses basically you can just like instead of having to say you want new electronics in your les paul right. rather than having to like individually put new buy new pots and the capacitor output jack etc solder it all together you can just like buy a pre-made harness for you know obviously for a bit more money than you would pay for just like the individual components but then you don't have to do any of the work supposed to be top line components sound amazing yada 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 well 920d has been outed as using fake components (laughs) which is a really fucked up thing to do in general but in this instance it really got me because They were basically, instead of, so for like a a vintage uh, Les Paul or 335 or SG, they would often use what's known as a paper and oil capacitor. Right. Does the paper and oil capacitor make a difference? I don't think so, but that's not the point. We're going to come back to that. Sure. What is the point? Is that a standard, you know, your regular, just like ceramic tone capacitor that every guitar circuit has in it uh, wired to your tone pot you can buy those you know not even like as a company just like a person you could buy any one of those for like 10 cents right they're like super super cheap right even if you want to say a dollar okay fine the paper and oil capacitor is when you're buying those because it, if you're getting them now they pretty much have to be vintage like you, most companies just like don't make that style of capacitor right. anymore there's literally no other reasonable application for it other than Douchebag guitarists like you and me who want vintage style yeah. circuits, which putting I, them inside I, I their guitar the cavities. Appeal.
1: Sure, and then you pretend it sounds better. Yeah, totally.
0: right. Exactly. We're <laughs> going to come back to that too. Yeah. However, they have been outed, and so the, these these harnesses they're they're not cheap. Like uh, they're no. between 110 150 bucks. Yeah, that's a lot right? of money for for the, the electronics. Man.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and that paper and oil capacitor is by all accounts a big part of that cost because to, if you right now if you wanted to go buy just like a single Paper and oil capacitor. This is not even keeping in mind all the uh, supply shortage shortages, things going on because of COVID. You know, if you want to just go buy those anyways, they're like a twenty-five to thirty-dollar component. Sometimes up to like sixty dollars. People yep. are paying fucking stupid money for. What is essentially a worthless part of your circuit, but yeah, regardless, hilarious. yeah this is part of the what what 920D was selling. Right, you're you're getting a vintage 50 style Les Paul with a treble bleed circuit and you know the 50 style wiring, and it's got a paper a paper metal capacitor for both pickups, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Well, story goes that some some guy bought one and brought it to his tech to install on his guitar. And which is, I think, kind of ironic because the point is that you shouldn't have to have a tech for this. But yeah. either, whatever, right. that's fine.
1: Definitely a blues dad for sure. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, he's been he's been bluesing hard, <laughs> and the guy, the tech, somehow fucked it up and, and accidentally damaged this capacitor.
1: Yeah, he kind of cut it, so, it open, right? Or something yeah, like that.
0: and so then what? So then he he actually decided to take it apart and found that that capacitor was not a paper and oil capacitor yeah all they had done was printed fake label covers for yep. just your standard little weenie again for them they're buying them in bulk they're probably Dude. getting these things for like 30 cents oh my god he wrapped it in a custom paper and oil quote-unquote covering that's insane. to make you think that on your circuit you've got a paper and oil capacitor so this was outed yeah the internet forums blew up. There was this huge. I, I I originally saw it on the my Les Paul forum, but the, uh, the gear page is where this all went down. As right. most of With the like millions inter- of users, internet right. gear drama. Yeah. Right, exactly. Where more, most of the stuff happens. A uh, couple things about it. So, uh, that this happens, the internet goes ablaze. Well, guitar geek internet goes ablaze. Sure. Obviously, 920D finds out about this eventually, and so there's this huge thread going, and then the the, the guy basically responsible for having done this, or supposedly being responsible for having done yeah. this comments on the thread
1: and this is the now this is the tech not the owner right the guy who kind of puts builds these or or right yeah so like one of the
0: employees at 920 which you know it's a small company we don't know how many people there are but look you're making wiring harnesses you're you're, it's not some like giant manufacturing thing so the employee jumps in people are like uh what he it was total non-apology it was like yeah uh you know blah 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 supply chain blah 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 yeah uh If you find out about this, here are some options. In no way was it like we're just going to give you your money back. It was like you can you can first of all you can take the whole thing out of your guitar and send it back to us for a refund. Uh, You can get like a little bit of money back. There was like a a bunch of really bullshit sort of non-apology responses.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought they did say they were going to like. I all I read was like we'll we'll take care of you or something like that. Like if this happened to you, well, so then.
0: The, the, the forum goes even crazier. Then, eventually, the owner chimes in. Right. And he's like, oh, I didn't know any of this was going on. Yeah. Allow me to throw my fucking employee under the bus for you. Yeah. And it looked a tough look. so bad. So much worse, honestly. Yeah. Everyone fucks up. We've had Mason from Vertex on this mm-hmm. show, which of course, you know, people wanted to talk about in that thread. Sure. He made a mistake. He owned it. He he's did. doing great now. Yep. You know what? Like, I, I think people deserve, uh, I think that people deserve second chances. I think that these people deserve second chances if they had just owned up to the fact that they made a mistake. Yeah. They didn't. Mason never backpedaled there, never tried to cover it up. He was just no. like, he's well, like, hey, I fucked you up. know, after he yep. figured it out. He's like, hey, I fucked up. I'm going to make this right. I get I'm so much more money respect. forever. Yeah. Whatever. So. They they basically double down on it, throw the employee under the bus, and that just made it so much worse. I mean, immediately everyone in the thread was like, "Never working with your company again." Right. I've I've bought X amount of harnesses. I've done this and that and this and that. It was immediately just like the whole world turned against them. Jesus. Now this is i, I just want to say so uh the uh, owner did say that uh i've got i've got a quote from he, he really uh, like an actual statement okay. he said to correct this critical error we're offering a variety of solutions to anyone who purchased a wiring heart and is built with misrepresented capacitors misrepresented hmm that's no, an interesting word there the wrong ones yeah you fucking lied yeah. it is our immediate goal to rectify this situation and correct the wrong that has occurred These options include a full refund with return of the item, which is just so insane to me. Like, that's the one that's. Yeah, I'm gonna take this out of my guitar and send it back to you. Like, no, dude, it's a cheap. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my electric guitar fucking useless now and send send the component. And I'm gonna have to end
1: up buying another one anyways if I have to send this back to you. They should just refund everybody. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: A brand new replacement or a store credit for the total price paid plus twenty percent extra. What is that gonna do for you? What yeah. is 20% extra at a, at a, a harness store going to do? Well, for, right. Get you another one, harness and a, one fifth of a harness and some
1: stickers or something? I mean, what yeah, what are you going to? Exactly. Gonna, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. And
0: it it's only these specific SKUs. It was a 335 SG Les Paul Junior and then some other one um that they're like so here's a and they and this is all by the way, this is all happening on the gear page. So this is like still in the threat. And they're like here's a link. You've got to like submit all this information. Yeah. Click this link, blah blah blah. There is no path to that link from their own website. Wow. The only way to get to that link is if you already knew about this. You're already a a GearPage member on the forum, and you click it from the forum. Oh, that's crazy. They're basically they're not doing anything to yeah, proactively. They're not like sending you know- out an
1: email blast or something like that, being like, "Hey guys, if you got one of these, you know, we'll we'll refund you and stuff like."
0: Dude, that. they don't even need to say that. They have a fucking list of every single person who's ever bought For something sure. from them. For That's sure. just how. I mean, if they don't, that they're they're the worst business on earth. But yeah. they it- definitely have that list. All they have to do is proactively say, "Hey, there was some stuff that went down. <laughs> we messed up. We'll send you whatever you want. Here's the solutions." proactively we're going to try to fix this no they're saying hey you have to like have found out about this drama through the gear page yep. and of course now because there are a lot of people who care about this sort of thing they've gone and posted it out on other forums and, sure. and the word has spread a little but bit it's a word of mouth on this thing, podcast. Ultimately. it's totally a word of mouth thing yeah that's crazy so i the worst now <laughs> we could keep going on and on with that that's fine the thing that i wanted this the thing that i really that really kind of stuck with me through all of this though sure. Is how fucking useless. I, I'm swearing a lot today. I'm realizing maybe it's the lidocaine. It's the medication. Yeah. Uh. A, a, a fancy cap in, in your in your in your guitar in your tone circuit. Yeah. I'm just telling you, folks. I like this. Isn't a matter of debate. It is useless. Right. It does literally nothing for your tone. If you're the sort of guitar player that leaves your tone knob up, which I suspect is like 98 Most to people. maybe more yeah, right. percent of guitar players, you will never. And I'm saying this. With full authority, you will never, ever hear that capacitor right. influence In a, your signal. In action.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's that's just right.
0: not how it works. Yeah. That's the, so uh, basically, all a tone pot is is just your volume pot, but then you've got a capacitor wired into it. And based on the value, when you start to lower that that volume pot, essentially, it's also going to dump some of your... High signal to ground, right? And that's all. That's, that's literally all it is.
1: <laughs> that could be
0: done you, with y- a even and, so point. that and that. When you think about it that way, you're even if you are using your tone pot, you're still not hearing that capacitor. All you're hearing is that capa- what, what that capacitor has removed from your circuit. Yeah, you're but, not hearing any like in addition. It's only subtraction.
1: Yeah, I mean the lore of some of these like you know tone capacitors and stuff. I mean I know even with bass, you know they're like oh it's got to be the orange drop cap or nothing, man. And it's just like yeah, wow, dude, exactly. Like, I don't really know if that makes a difference. Now, you know, you could be like, you know, it's nostalgic. It's kind of what they used to use and you want it to be as close as possible. Sure. Or maybe you're replacing it on a vintage instrument, you know, and you. Exactly. Yes. I I don't know. Maybe it's a peace of mind, if anything. But I agree with you, man. I think that's just uh, that's just another reason for people not to keep practicing. You know, ultimately, I mean, it's just just
0: just know this folks doesn't do anything. All you're doing, the tone cap is impeding low frequencies, but allowing high frequencies to pass through pass through to ground that's it that's all it does so save your money i we were we, dave and i went on a little little tangent looking looking at stuff online yeah and i found gibson sells yes. their own like bumblebee capacitors yeah, bumblebee their own one, right. fancy fancy tone caps and i and i don't remember the price offhand but i think it was two for 120 dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah i want to say it was 50 or more it was above 50 dollars, yeah. i think yeah that's crazy
0: for a I, single useless tone cap
1: yeah dude uh yeah, you're right. I think it was two for like a hundred and twenty or even a hundred and fifty. It was some ridiculous. Price. It was insane. I almost yeah. shit my pants. When <laughs> it I saw was it. like, somebody. I don't know, man. There, there's a sucker born every minute, you know, and uh, and it's
0: just pure ignorance. It's, it's, it's people right. that see things and hear things and, like you said, oh, orange drops matter or whatever. Like I've heard that before. Yeah, for sure. The only thing I'm telling you, folks, the only thing that matters. Of course, as long as it's not like broken, right? It has to be like right. a functional capacitor. Totally, the only thing that matters is the value. That's the only thing that's going to impact the so tone, funny. and only if you're using your tone knob, and only if uh, you're, and, and only if you actually care about how, what, the specific value of tone that's being rolled off.
1: Yeah, I would love to hear like an A B test, like a recorded A B, and just hear. Oh, I have. Yeah, there's a
0: really easy way to do it. You just put it on a little rotary pot. You just put a bunch of different cap values on oh, a rotary pot. Yeah. Told, it's super easy to do. A lot of people have done it before. It, all sure all that matters is the value. Samples
1: online and stuff too. Yep. Yeah, that's so funny, man. Yeah, what a what a silly thing, man. But hopefully, hopefully they do right to the people that they wrong. That's all I ask, you know. And 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 you know, we have a real problem with accountability sometimes in this in this day and age where I feel like people should just own up to things. You'll gain more respect in the long run if you just say, hey, we fucked up we'll you know we'll we'll just send you your money back or we'll send you an actual whatever it is you know we'll send you the actual part but you know the thing of just being like, well, I had no idea. The owner of the company not knowing what parts are being bought yes. and sold in his own company, and it's not like he's running Guitar Center where it's like, oh, we didn't know these strings were mismarked. It's like, no, dude, this is the only thing you guys. That's sell. all you do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know, man. So that's <laughs> and crazy. it's
0: the most expensive thing you sell and you too. Build so a company, mm, go figure.
1: It. Yeah, that's that. And didn't you say it's like since like 2010 or something? These things have been. It's a
0: 20, 20, uh, It's between July 2020 and November 2022, which is when they were outed. So oh, they yeah. would they would have continued doing this. There's For no way sure. they would have stopped. For sure. Because it's I mean it's a huge amount of 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 uh margin for them right you think about like on a 150 fifty dollar product if you can use something that typically costs 30 if you can use something that costs a dollar that's a huge amount of money to save per item that's just going to your bottom line and right. they try to say oh well yeah we had to lay off people well you, so everyone has all you have to say oh well then supply chain issues okay then you say we can't sell this specific wiring harness right now we still have this one with this other cap for like 40 dollars cheaper but that's it they didn't they lied they w- so, like they they went out of their way to have fake covers printed you know yeah, like that's right. not just one guy there's no way that was just one guy who did that who applied them to every single capacitor and then wired up every single one as well like that's just it's just not feasible no, it's not it's no. not possible
1: that's insane well hopefully they i don't know i'm I'm curious to see where this goes or if people just kind of drop it and say you know fuck this company and, you know, they will ultimately probably go out of business as long
0: as the word spreads on this, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's snake oil that, yeah. let me just be very clear about that. I think this whole thing's snake oil, Yeah. but if you pay for snake oil, you should get what you pay for. You don't get lizard oil. Yeah. You get fucking yeah. <laughs> snake oil. <laughs>
1: exactly, dude. Great point. Yep. I agree.
0: Okay. That, that worked me up a little bit. Lose like a little energy. Yeah, you know what yeah, it's time for, buddy. All right, let's do it. I think it's I think freaking time for freaking yeah. Dave's stocks, freaking Dave's Dave Docs. Get those well, get those notes out, buddy. Dude,
1: I got to this is great cuz I got my monitor here, so I don't even have to pull up my phone today. Oh, I look at that. See, it's very nice. Um so dude, uh you guys hit me you and Stingray hit me with a with a Dave's doc, and I did not watch it, but I will watch it for next week. I watched
0: it. Oh, was it good? Was it worth watching? <laughs> dude, it was so worth watching. Okay, cool. I have a personal you, connection. You have to them, a connection so with yeah. that
1: band, but we'll, I, I will watch it because look, dude, I'm always on the lookout for new docs. Uh, you know, and and I had to actually go go a little back in time for this one, man. Uh, but I remember like Back it, to the
0: Future, back in time,
1: back back to the past, back in time, dude. I remember this movie was on VH1 all the fucking time. It's a biopic. And it's called an American dream. The Jacksons. I watched oh. the story of the Jackson five from 1993. And oh boy, is this a nineties movie? It's got the cheesy dude, music. I
0: definitely saw that back in the day. Oh dude.
1: It was always on VH one. And it's, it's actually like a made for TV movie. So they have like the little breaks where, you know, they're supposed to go to like a commercial <laughs> and like, you know, it just kind of fades out to black and it'll fade back in. Um, but I have to say, man, it was it was interesting. Uh, I don't remember it exactly the way as I watched it
0: the other night. Um, you know what I remember? I'm going to tell you before yeah, we get please. into it. All I remember, I, I know that I watched it probably multiple times, actually. All I remember is hating the dad. Yes. So Joe Jackson That's w- was my only memory.
1: Joe Jackson was a pretty big piece of shit yeah I don't yeah. even know if he's still alive or what what the deal is with him. yeah. But, um, I didn't really look into it, but um I'm fascinated by the Jackson Five. They were kind of totally. like the world's first boy band in a way, as far as like pop music goes and stuff like that. So it was kind of an interesting story. Obviously, uh, Five brothers, they had a lot more siblings, though. Um, Latoya, Janet, obviously, were Jacksons. Mm-hmm. There was a couple more boys even in the mix. But the, the, the lineup originally was Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, and Michael as the youngest of the Jacksons. Um, this is really kind of the Titanic of like of like of music biopics for me just because it came out so long ago. I've seen <laughs> it so Titanic. many times. It's long as shit. It's like five and a half hours. I had to watch it in like what? two days. Yeah, it's oh really my God. long. Yeah, it's it's three parts. And I think each part's like an hour and a half or whatever. So. Oh, God. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, and it's but it's it's entertaining enough But it really is more of a story about the dad Than it is about the band Which kind of bummed me out a little bit um, You know if people don't know You know the dad was very abusive Mentally physically um, You know and when he realized that You know he could basically He was a musician himself And, and, and there's a scene where they're very very young And Tito grabs his 335, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it was supposed to be 1963, so they were accurate with the uh, with with the Gibson 335. Nice. And he grabs it and he's he's playing it, and the dad's like, "Don't ever touch my guitar," you know, one of those things. But then he realizes he can play it, and then the dad, you can just see the light bulb, and he's like, "Oh, okay, hold on, my cat is trying to get." Ching out of your forest. Um. All right. So then, anyways, yeah, he's like, "All right, ching, let's do this." So he starts working them out like wake like you know the weird shit like you heard you know the you know the Michael Jordan stories and the Tiger Woods stories about mm-hmm. the dads just relentlessly making them rehearse and, and practice and stuff like that he, it was no different for Joe Jackson I mean pulling him out of bed at three in the morning to make him get up and do dance moves in the living room like at, like half asleep it's crazy I mean what that was the, stuff... uh, the
0: Williams sisters uh, King King Williams well, uh... oh
1: yeah uh, was King that? Richard King Richard the one with uh, yeah. Will Smith yeah that was a pretty yeah. good movie yeah same yeah. kind of thing you know Um, but you know, I get it too. I mean, they, you know, they didn't come from a lot of money and he, he thought of it as a, as a way to, you know, to, to kind of get into show business and all that stuff, which is, you know, what they wanted to do. Gary, Indiana, which wasn't far from Motown, which is uh, ultimately where they ended up getting signed. Hmm. Um, I didn't know this. They actually played their first, one of their first gigs ever was a Capitol records contest, uh, at like a local, like kind of like a state fair or something like that. And they did not win. They actually lost. So they started playing like bars and strip clubs. And I don't know if you remember that from the movie, but there's definitely a scene where they're watching strippers and they're like, you know, 10 years old. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, sitting on the steps, kind of peeking at the at the eh, burlesque show going on. and stuff. That's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm like, you know, obviously they, you know, probably shouldn't have been in there. But there's a crazy scene where they get mugged for all their gear. And like, you know, the dad has to like take more money out. I think he kind of thought of it as he's, he's investing the money into this. So he wants to get a big return, you know, on his investment. So he had to go out and buy all new gear for him again. Um, then they fucking land the Apollo Theater. And they crush. It, there's actually some pretty cool, like, musical moments in the. It, you could almost it could almost be like a borderline musical movie because they'll show like entire performances. You know, obviously, it's it's overdubbed and everything like that, recorded in a studio. Mm-hmm. But um, but the you know the dancing's unbelievable. So they killed it at the Apollo. Uh, basically, Barry, uh, Gordy Berry's like, all right, these guys are hot. Let's get them on Motown. They go to L. A they're wooed by 1970 they're touring abc was on the radio um they just had like
0: your shoulder baby yeah
1: dude yeah i'll be there dude they had beatles level fame like i i guess i didn't really remember that but like you know girls jumping on the cars they're trying to like pull
0: out of the alley from the back you know and all that stuff and just like dude do you think we'll ever get that for uh that for Gearbuds? Like, are we gonna get that Beatles we're gonna get the, level the, fame? The, for the, I think so. I think we people could are gonna that. throw themselves at my front window. A couple more
1: years, and I think we'll get there, dude. Yeah. We're on it. We're well on our way. Um, I will say this, dude. Jermaine was the bass player. He fucking rips on bass, dude. I mean, yes. I know it's all overdubbed and stuff, and I I do know for a fact he didn't record in a lot of the studio sessions. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I do have that gentleman's name, uh, which I'll get to. But but he had to play it live and do dance moves. I mean, they were not fucking around, man. So it's like
0: the Osmonds or something. Like they were they so were moving they, around so and they were, playing. So shit. the
1: Osmonds were they were compared to the Osmonds. They were basically like, they were the like the Osmonds were the reason that they ended up getting a Vegas show for like six years. Um, you know, a weekly Vegas show, which was paying a ton for
0: six years.
1: Yeah. From 70 to like 76. Uh, the dad and the dad was taking all their money, dude. He was basically like, I'll buy you guys like, you know, a house, like we'll upgrade our house, you know, we'll take care of you guys, but I'm getting all of the money. So like the dad is just balling out of control. Um, by 1976 they were like You know they're doing like Dancing Machine Remember that song? Dancing, no. dancing, dancing Dancing Machine dude, dude it's a jam bro Put it on disco night man um, yeah. So they were getting super tight Then Michael's starting to be like alright dude, I want to start writing my own songs He wants to leave Motown because Motown's writing all their music Which a lot of people You know back in those days man the 70s I mean pop bands didn't really write their own songs you right. know, That was like a pretty unheard of thing Um, So he's like, I want to start writing my own music. I have all these songs in my head. Essentially, that becomes off the wall. He ends up leaving the Jacksons, not for good, which they do end up reuniting, um you know in the 80s and all that stuff but then they they kind of
0: was it always the same five brothers or did they kind of like swap in and out
1: no so jermaine the bass player he got kind of fed up he didn't want to leave motown because they they all looked at barry gordy as like a dad because their dad sucked and the and barry gordy was always really nice to him like i remember there was a part in the movie where where he kind of screwed up a line or something and gary you know barry gordy's like hey man he's like don't worry about it he's like close is good enough So he kind of taught them that, like, you know, it's just music. You can make mistakes. You can still have fun with it. And their dad never did that. He was, like, the opposite, right? So Jermaine ends up leaving because they want to leave Motown. He didn't feel right about it. And so they replaced him with another brother, Randy, who was, like, kind of always in the background. But he, I guess he played congas with him for a little bit. But he was never one of the J5. Um, So ultimately he comes back in. Hmm. And then when they reunite, um, Jermaine comes back. And then there's six of them now. So they just start calling themselves the Jacksons. Um, dude there's a crazy story I don't know if you remember this Do you remember Michael Jackson was filming a commercial I think it might have been for Pepsi and his hair Caught on fire
0: yeah yeah
1: I that, do remember that yeah that happened in real life they, they Showed that scene and it's crazy I didn't realize it was For a Jackson's thing but they were Doing a commercial like all the Jacksons were there playing Instruments and he's kind of oh. walking down these stairs And these pyrotechnics go off and his hair catches on fire As hilarious as it kind of like looks, I mean, it really was a serious thing, man. He, he like fell down the stairs. He ended up in the ICU burn unit, had like second, third degree burns. Like it could have been a lot worse, but his fucking hair caught on fire, rolled down these stairs. He, he got really fucked up. And from then on, he was kind of like, all right, man, maybe, you know, maybe I'll do some shows with these guys. Uh, Last thing I'll say about it was they kind of do a reunion show for like a Motown 25th anniversary thing. And my, and, 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 and. Barry Gordy comes in to talk to Michael as he's like mixing Thriller. He's like in the studio mixing it. And he's like, wow, this is really good. And um, he's like, hey, would you want to do a reunion show with the Jacksons? I want to have all all these Motown artists. Mm -hmm. And Michael's like, sure, I'll do it. But I want to do my own solo thing at the thing, too. So he's like, Uh and that is the and that's the famous scene which I'm sure you've seen it, where the Moonwalk debuted for the first time. He's doing Billie yeah. Jean. He's got the sparkly gloves on and the sparkly suit and everything. So that, that performance was also from that, that kind of... Uh, Did that not realize that. that. Now, the gentleman who played um, on a lot of the, on the most famous um, Michael uh, the Jackson 5 songs was, a, was actually a saxophone player named Wilton Lewis Felder. And he played bass on the studio recordings of ABC and I Want You Back most famously. He also played... Oh, Cy-
0: that's like the best bass line ever.
1: I Want You Back is like such a crazy bass line. It's so good. I play, um, it's
0: like the only one that I remember. You could, yeah, you can. Actually, I think I've
1: heard you play that before, actually. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, and then he actually played on Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, which I did not know as well. So Damn. he did a lot of stuff. I'm sure he did plenty of other things for Motown, but those were kind of his, his big three. Um, now, as far as gear spots, I got a little... I was a little disappointed with some gear spots, man. I, th- I thought I remembered a long time ago watching it and i thought they were playing a like a 66 jazz bass with the matching headstock but apparently mm-hmm. i conflated some ideas back in my gearbud clogged brain um so what's kind of funny is that obviously the es30 the es335 the cherry um dot es335 through like the entire movie he's playing the same guitar i think it's tito who plays guitar okay and then in early on now this is kind of a flub there's a Jackson bass with the pointy headstock and kind no. of the P bass body. Yeah, it's all
0: black. No
1: way. And it's supposed to be like the freaking mid 60s. And I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. What is going Grover on? Grover
0: Jackson was still freaking a oh, teenager dude. back yeah. then.
1: Yeah, but it had like the pointy 80s headstock. And I'm like, what is this, man? That's finally, like this. then they finally got a, uh, when they started getting some fame, they cut to like when they're playing in like 76. He's playing an EB3. So I was like, all right, at least they got that yeah. right with the Gibson. And then when they do their reuniting thing, he's doing the 80s era Jackson bass um, with a different one, a white one with stickers all over it. And did it uh,
0: it trigger you, Dave?
1: It didn't because it was the 80s and it kind of matched their look, to be honest. They kind of had a cool like kind of like a cool street gang look at that point, you know, so I was digging that.
0: I want you to have uh, just on an instrument. Yeah. With stickers on it.
1: Do you just like just I want you to have one.
0: No, not even necessarily as a goof, just as like. I because I feel like you've made so much progress. Like when we first started the show, oh yes. you wouldn't even you wouldn't even look at a guitar that no. had stickers on it. And now I feel like you're you're just I've, like I've I'm not going to say exceptions. you're positive about them, but like you, there are instances where you're like, yeah, that's cool. And I and I just feel like you've made so much growth in Actually, that area,
1: dude. You know my uh, my fretless, my my little Gibson EBO copy. That's right. It does have that on it. like, it's little got a, duck or something. It's got right? a Cracker Jack sticker on it of the little Cracker oh, yeah. Jack guy. And then on the headstock, it's got a yellow like. California like license
0: plate sticker. Dude, that's right. Like those little, are those like a, are tasty stickers. Like
1: a tag. Yeah, they actually look kind of cool and I don't notice them when I play. Yeah. It, so I can live with those. But yeah, overall, I mean it's a good movie. Uh I was kind of more of a thing, oh, here's here's what triggered me to to watch it. Dude, we were fucking with some Christmas albums the other night and dude, the Jackson 5 Christmas album is unreal, dude. It rips so hard, man. The bass lines okay. in it, oh, it's funky on, on. as shit. So,
0: let me first ask, let me ask you a qualifying question. Sure. Do you like Christmas music? Mm. Great question. I like I have a few
1: Christmas albums that I love. I have Stevie Wonders Christmas album. It's a young it's when he's super young, Stevie, um that's out of this world. Um, I like the Nat King Cole Christmas record because it's just so classic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jackson Five is absolutely up there. But I like Damn, Christmas okay. records. I don't necessarily like Christmas songs. I do like the Paul McCartney one. I think that's a pretty good one simply having a wonderful christmas yeah, time which uh
0: 1108 thugs sampled for uh fast food fucking
1: <laughs> yeah right right
0: um you know because no, i asked because like i'm just like not really a christmas dude, music kind of person but like the vince garaldi trio uh christmas record i'll i'll listen to oh that yeah
1: dude any jazz christmas or something like yeah. that i love especially if it's instrumental <laughs> i love all that shit anything classic that sounds really classic is really cool to me um i will say this my wife if it was up to her, she would have Christmas music on. You know, they have the one radio station, like 93.9, I think it is. They'll they do 24-hour like Christmas music in like, in like October. We've had that on almost all day, every day, since uh, two days before Thanksgiving. Man,
0: so how do, you, how do
1: you handle that? I don't. She turns it off for me <laughs> once in a while. Because here's the thing about, about radio Christmas songs, dude. There's only like maybe 35 Christmas songs. And then there's exactly. different versions of them. But really there's not that many Christmas songs. Well, in so, that way there's like five Christmas songs. Yeah, there's songs, really like and then 20 we yeah, remake them. Totally. So, you know, but I, I like I like the Wham one. I think the one by Wham is really good, The yeah. Last Christmas. But anyways, yeah, there's a few that I like, but most of them I don't and uh it's not my favorite type of music, but you know, I got to support the wife there, so I'll give her the uh I'll give her the Dude, Christmas I'm going to I'm going to
0: check out the Jackson 5 Christmas oh, dude, record cuz I need Spotify. I need something else to to like and get myself in the spirit of the well, season because I'm I went just to, not.
1: Dude, put it on cuz I think you'll dig it cuz it's really funky and the harmonies are awesome and it's yeah, it's it's really really good stuff. Um and also the the Stevie Wonder one I, I like a lot. It's kind of more classic but it's uh it's just beautiful. So I, I can dig that. I have those on vinyl. So I, Dude,
0: I, you know what I'm realizing right now? Hmm. I think that this might be is this going to be the last episode that comes out before Christmas? I think uh, it will
1: comes out before yes because we'll record one next week but yeah then but Christmas then that'll will be, come out
0: after Christmas. Christmas is a week from Sunday. I
1: think, wow, weird! Sunday. Oh my god, yeah. that makes me feel strange. Yeah, so I guess almost Merry Christmas to yeah to those who to those who celebrate. Um, and so also yeah, I will say it was a good movie overall. It was kind of more about the dad. The last part of the third like in the you know in the trilogy of episodes or whatever you want to call it <laughs> the return of the Jedi. dude it gets so boring i looked at mandy there's like a big <laughs> long thing with like him and it, with him and his wife and i'm just like okay we did not even like see the jacksons anymore like this is like i'm kind of over this so it got a little boring i want to give it seven out of ten jacksons because there really were there's like so many of them. <laughs> there's so many fucking jacksons so i thought that'd be appropriate uh but yeah it's like a seven i wouldn't rush out and go see it but it's kind of a fun one, um, and again, it's kind of a long. Like you can have it on in the background. It's not like yeah, a, you don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. And and the music's really good in it. So, you that's, know what um, I you know what I like what about say. this one, Dave. It's
0: yeah. I I like that I like that your approach to to Dave's docs is so well rounded. Yeah. And you know, it isn't just like Rock we're going to talk documentaries. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. Or like the pedal movie, which again was dope. And and yeah. I, you know what, I might be actually due for a rewatch on Dude,
1: that. Dude, me too. That was about a year ago, right?
0: It was, but you know. Maybe that I, I just really like that there, there's something for everyone in Dave's Docs. Sure. And um, you keep me on my toes. Thanks, and man. So, yeah, I have a lot of fun with it, man. It's, it's
1: kind of fun because it's... Well, dude, look, if I, just, if I only did a certain genre of docs, I would probably run out of docs to watch. But sometimes you got to do the biopics in there. Sometimes you got to do, you know, scratching the surface on gear, but maybe it's about other things, you know. So, you know, but I think if they were all like the pedal movie shit dude there's I mean there's not many documentaries that are kind of that specific you know mm-hmm. so really wouldn't have much uh much after that but yeah man I've got my little list here so definitely gonna look at that one that you sent me last week so uh if you guys weren't so crazy we'll about that the, for, the yeah, Jackson we'll, 5 we'll that one we'll, we'll have
0: a real doc coming up for you next week. Oh, well, I so. think people are gonna be crazy about it. I think dude, that's the thing is we as as certified gear buds we can pretty much there are very few movies in general that I think we couldn't turn into a Dave's doc and some sure way. Sure, because yeah. there's going to be some music usually. There's going to be some. It's maybe a band playing in the background somewhere. We could probably twist it and keep this going f- literally forever. If oh needed. yeah, I mean yeah, and
1: you know there's got to be enough to talk about. I think we were talking about that last week. Like like didn't that list? It had like it had like Back to the Future on it or something. And I'm yeah, like, all exactly. right guys, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch this for Dave's doc. what am I just gonna talk about Back to the Future for like a half an hour? Like, that's... <laughs>
0: so then Marty goes and sees. Yeah, because yeah. You know? Everybody's <laughs> seen it, and it, it's also like one of those things where
1: I'm like. You know, we're not going to, you know, I'm not just going to talk about movies on here. Like, it's got to be gear related, I think, in a way. But I was disappointed with the gear selections in this one. I think they could have stepped it up with that. But, you know, probably wasn't on the top of the list of their priorities when they were making it. So I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt
0: good one man no that i it it delighted me it surprised me never in a million years would i've guessed that you would have done a three-part (laughs) five-hour jackson five it took a couple days i didn't watch it all at
1: once but yeah it was i actually watched the end of it this morning so i was kind of like yeah i might as well finish that up before we talk but yeah you know it's a good one so um what else we got on the docket today bro i I got some gear news i mean i don't know if we want to get into it
0: we've got some we've both got some gear news so here's the thing (laughs) We're already deep into beef territory here, we are. so that's okay. Uh, I think what we should do i have a I have a couple new pieces of gear like that that we didn't get. Uh, mm-hmm. We can talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, why don't we just talk about our our recent gear acquisitions sure. of the week? It's kind of fun. Um, so I know that each each of us have gotten something. You probably have a lot more to say about yours than I do. You also mentioned to me that you had some sort of other story, but yes. I'm not sure if that was if that was related to this new acquisition no, or if that's something different. This is different.
1: Brand, this is this is breaking news, dude.
0: Is it a surprise to me too? Yes. Oh, then let's do that because I'm selfish.
1: Okay. I like it. Um well I know you were just a, talking a lot but it's not you know. a happy ending no I don't mind talking and you know we'll give your, your throat a little break if you need to re-up Thanks. on your lidocaine or anything like that you know just let me know and we'll uh, yeah take a break but yeah um well okay so I sent you a piece of gear this week and I don't know if you recall because I send you lots of gear uh every yes. week and every day but um I technically have purchased a 1969 jazz bass what yes
0: wait what Yes. The 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 uh, the stripped the, finish one. The stripped finish one. Yeah, with like no wait, description. The
1: one that you sent me the link on Reverb. Yep. What and, happened? And the reason I want to send you the link and I want to remind you, after we get off this call, flag that fucking post because no, this guy has gone radio silent on me. I bid on this thing. There were two bids.
0: Um, I'm not going to say the price right now because wait, I don't wait, even... hold on, hold on. Take, let's take let's take a breather here because I'm I'm in shock right now. Yes, Dave. yes, yes, yes. This is a big purchase. So, this is a big purchase. So wait, you. The, I, I I believe the story goes. You original was it? It was originally on eBay.
1: Yes, I sent you an eBay link to a sixty. So I actually have the ad pulled up right now. So it's a, a the the listing was Fender Jazz Bass sixty five sixty nine natural body sunburst yes. pick guard pick guard. They spelled guard guard. Uh The seller has three feedback with zero positive feedback, um, or three items I should say with zero positive feedback. Um, the description is Fender Jazz Bass 65 69 Natural Body Sunburst Pick Guard. I'm guessing he copied and pasted that. If you know, you know. This bass sounds amazing. It is in excellent condition. Original pots cleaned recently. I have the bridge guard. I think I have the pickup guard yeah, too. Yeah, I remember reading it. Where he's yeah. talking about the ashtrays, basically. Uh-huh. Um, need to find it. Easily, easily replaced, though, which is such a weird thing to put in your thing. Either you have it or you don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not going to sit you around. You me weep. with
0: that bullshit.
1: Yeah, just, it's fine. Now, as far as the space goes, there are no internal pictures. There's four photographs. There's a headstock close-up. I can tell right away this is an original decal, 100%. I'm sure of it. Um, The neck is bound with uh, blocks. It has correct tuners. Uh, It's too small to see the serial number on the back, but judging by what I know, it's a 1969 jazz bass if it was a 68 it would have had oval tuners it might be a 60 like a late 68
0: but it's most likely a 69 or maybe even a 70 i'm not dude sure. and so wait th- is, I, I because i know that we were talking about two different jazz bases this week too we were we were there
1: was this a 62 one, is this the, yeah.
0: yeah this isn't the one that had a picture of the of the neck pocket right Mm-mm. there wasn't there was, no, was there was no there no, was no that was a 62 an, right
1: there's no internal pictures on this okay thing. so i've got the back of the headstock where i can see the tuners i've got one full body shot I've got the back of the guitar, which is too zoomed out to even read the serial on the neck plate. And then I've got a close-up of the front of the headstock face. Um, as far as I know, the best-case scenario, it's an original with the... I think the pickguard was replaced because it's a little more pepperoni than what I'm it's used a, to it's seeing. It's kind of a rony guard, yeah. It is. It's, it's, but it's also kind of got that orange-faded vintage thing. So I It could think- also be the photo. Yes, exactly But generally these are darker in this era They're usually a little more of a ruby red color This is kind of an orangey pepperoni look Um, But it doesn't look like that fake pepperoni either Like from the Mm -hmm. 80s So I don't really know But again, I don't mind if the pickguard's not original Best case scenario, not original pickguard Oh, it also has a badass bridge on it So we know the bridge isn't original Yeah but we're hoping for original pickups. We're hoping for original pots. We're hoping for original body. The neck looks to me 99.9% original.
0: So so wait, so our, now to complete the sort of th- train of thought. So uh, this was on eBay, but then wasn't it, didn't someone buy it? And then you also then found it on Reverb? So it was on eBay and the listing went up on Wednesday night at like
1: 945. I set my timer because I go, look, if nobody's going to bid on this thing, I think I texted you this. I said, you know, I kind of got I kind of got duped out of getting that Telecaster bass a couple months ago because somebody bid one bid on it and it went just like that. And I don't know whatever happened to that thing. I don't know what was original, but it was a similar story where they had no internal picks. You kind of have to go on your gut. It's kind of like going to a guitar show and being like, I got to look at what I got to look at. I can either roll the dice and hope this is original or, you know, we're not going to take it apart. We don't have the time and the resources to do that.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: I don't trust this guy to do that. Now, here's the nice thing about this. Well, the bid he has it on Reverb for buy it now for four grand, which this is yeah. not. This is probably not worth four grand. Oh, maybe it's close, but
0: I would say if it's all original with just a strip finish, it's close, but probably more like thirty five hundred. It's a cool base, but yeah, it's, I, cool. it's it's. There are some things that don't. It's not a top of the market. It's not super top of the market. Jazz
1: Ultimately, I go look if I bid on this for the price that they have it listed. Sorry, of course, somebody's car alarm is going off.
0: No, it's funny because there's a super loud dog barking outside my window right well, now. I can't too. hear it, so that's good. <laughs> Well, of course, it's the one car that's
1: closest to like underneath my windows. Yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't end up in the thing. OK, they turn it off. Anyways, I go like this. Here's here's my train of thought. I go, well, all right, I can flip this thing and I can make a few mm-hmm. hundred bucks and I get to play it for a little while and check it out. And I kind of like to do this thing where it's it's almost to feed my own ego. But I go on my instincts. I bet this is real. And then yeah. I'm going to get it and I'm going to hopefully it doesn't have any trust rod issues or crazy shit, which these 69s did have. A lot of them have buried truss rods. So I'm a little nervous about that. But here's the best thing, dude. I already know this isn't a 65 through 69 completely. Because I know the bridge has been replaced and I'm pretty sure the pickguard has been replaced. So I could be like, hey, man, this isn't a, a fully 69. I did my research after it came to me. And I'm going to send it back, no questions asked, right? Yeah, you've got protection. You've got buyer protection. If you can prove that something isn't what somebody said. The fact, th- here's, here's what's on my side. The lack of description on this thing is on my side. If the guy would have said the next original, the body's this, the this and that, the bridge has been replaced, he doesn't have any of that in here. So I could just play ignorant and be like, oh, I got it, and it didn't turn out to be what I, want, what I thought it was. I'm shipping it back. Um, so, so, pretty, you, so you bid on it? I bid on it. There were only two bids, and I won. Um, wow yeah and here's the best part so now this thing is still listed on reverb yeah i i have messaged the seller twice once on and wednesday night wednesday, wednesday I night yeah yep I, so it's only two days ago but still yeah. once on wednesday night i was just like hey man i'm excited to check the base out you know if you have any questions about shipping you know, or where, where to ship to oh and this is free shipping on top of it by the way hell yeah so i'm already like okay that's a bonus Uh, They did nail me with tax, which is, you know, you can do the math. I mean, fucking tax in Chicago is bullshit. Um, So they nailed me with that so i'm kind of like uh, you know I'm, I'm into it for a little bit this is definitely more than i've spent on any bass that i dude own. i'm
0: still in a fucking state of shock right now like yeah. what do you even need another jazz bass for? I, I mean don't. i know i know why but I like don't. shit but i mean, I mean I'm, I, I'm so proud and excited yeah.
1: ideally you know I'm, I'm hoping to flip it well here's the other thing man if i want to flip this thing let's say it does turn out to be original and i decide to keep it for a little bit and sell it i'm gonna take real photos of the neck plate i'm gonna you know real photos of the exactly. neck pocket real photos of the electronics this guy had a bullshit description i mean i know how to doctor you know i did this for years. I can doctor something up, make it look nice and get it
0: up on Reverb and hopefully make, you know, make a thousand bucks, you know? Doctor doctor is a strong word. Let's not we don't want people to think you're misleading anybody. Not you doctorate. you know, you're, you know, uh, you're just a, a you supply... know, you know how to make it, you know you know how to put it in its best light. I can supply a- accurate photos of it. Let's say
1: that. Accurate yeah. photos and accurate description.
0: Uh and well, if I, I ask don't one like more it. question really fast. Yes. Is there a chance in your mind where if, if this does all if there's a happy ending and you get this base? Sure. Is there a chance that you would get it and and keep that <laughs> over your current whatever no, 61 no. jazz? In, that you you have. know
1: what's so funny about it, man? Because I was texting you yesterday. The The jazz has kind of been on my... My 62's kind of been on my weird side right now lately. I brought it to band practice. I was less than impressed with it. And I had some really, really dead chrome flat yeah. wound strings on it. I put new strings on it, um, which I, I went with half-wounds. So they're kind of a mix between a flat and a, a round wound. So they're a little bit brighter. They're a little more tense and it brought it back to life. So that thing, I'm excited to bring the 62 back to the space. Check it out with the band, see how I like it. I'm not going to sell the 62, dude, cuz at the end of the day, I'm never going to find another 62 in yeah. space. Right. These things, 69s, you can find them. They pop up here and there. Um, it was more of the it was more of just to fill my ego and be like, I want to buy this. I want to prove to myself that this is real, that I know mm-hmm. that I still got it. Old Dave still got it. Old Dave still uh, got it, baby. And and you know, we'll sell it for a, hopefully for a nice profit and you know, maybe I can even sell it locally or something. So you know, I'm I'm thinking that'll be kind of cool.
0: Um, okay, so but okay, so obviously the eBay listing is down. You 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 won the auction. The eBay listing is down, but the, the reverb, reverb listing still is up.
1: And if you would like to purchase the base for four thousand dollars or make an offer, but by the way, two people have made offers on it since I purchased this, uh, which is making me very uncomfortable.
0: Did did the reverb listing predate the eBay listing, or was this something uh, that good popped up
1: after? That's a good question. I believe it doesn't say the day this was listed on the reverb. I'm looking at the page right now. Because it'll say it's been like on for seven days or whatever. Yeah, the reverb listing says listed one week ago. And this says, I I believe this was 12 days ago before I bought it. So almost a whole week Mm. before. Um, I will say this, dude. I've messaged this guy twice now and he hasn't responded. Now I I even messaged him on his reverb page and said, hey, man, I'm the guy who won the bass on eBay. Are you planning on shipping this out? No response. Oh, now fuck. I've since I've since flagged. Now here's the the best part. I've since flagged the reverb ad because I believe if you buy something, it shouldn't be listed twice somewhere, as a fraudulent listing. I think I have uh, I have jurisdiction to do so in this in this scenario. Um, it came back up. No. It popped back up. So it's been. I got an email. It's been relisted on no. reverb. So this guy's simply not responding to me because what I think is he wanted to get more money. And he's bummed out that it only sold for X amount, a lot yeah. less than his buy it now price. Oh, this also had a buy it now for 4,000, but the beginning bid was way under that. Yeah. And so I am kind of like, oh, he's pissed off that, he, that somebody didn't pay enough. So I, w- I will say this. The only thing I can really do at this point is wait. And I'm going to see in like, you know, whatever it is, a week or four days, however long you have to like, you know, approve the payment. I've already paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm basically going to be like, all right, dude, you get the shittiest feedback and I will leave you a scathing review on your page uh, and I will keep flagging your reverb listing because I think like, you're a
0: piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, dude, this is just like not how eBay works. Like you you put something up for auction if you and have then a no
1: reserve, if you put something and up then, for a dollar and then that's what it sells for. And it that's sells what it for a dollar, that's your fault for not putting a reserve on it. Dude. Yeah. I hate to tell you. I hate to fucking tell you. And I did have a rule last night. I said, I'm going to put one bid down for X amount. It was a little over the first bid range just in case somebody snuck in before me. And me and some other person bid at the last second. And As uh, eBay does, yeah. Yeah. And, and you won. Uh, and I won. And it, dude, I've never seen this before. It had a thing, a little green strip across the top of eBay, and it said calculating. What did it say? It was like calculating the finish or something like that. So it was basically like me and this person probably put our bids in at exactly the oh, same time. Yeah. And it had, it was like a t- it was like a, it had to do like a photo finish type thing. That's kind of cool. And it was kind of like, dude, I was sweating. I was like, Oh, I, got it. <laughs> I was super happy. I went and had a beer. I'm like, Oh, this is great. But I will say this, man. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out. I think this guy's going to end up just, you know, he doesn't care. He's got no dude, feedback.
0: You've got to resend me the reverb listing so I can flag it too.
1: Oh, I will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's still up. And the craziest God. thing is, like I said, they suspended the listing and they
0: I don't think Reverb put it back up. I think the guy relisted it. Oh, so it's it's like a well, no, because. Right. If if he had just relisted it himself, you wouldn't have gotten an, a notification because you got a notification because you're following it I'm in following your watch it. list.
1: Yep. Exactly. So it's
0: got to be this. It has to be the same posting.
1: Oh, okay. So that was the system then probably being like, oh, we don't care. We're going to okay this thing. Yeah. Fraudulent. Well, that's funny because in the, you know, you can type in the description of like why you think something should be flagged. And I said, I won this on eBay on Wednesday. I don't know why this is still listed here. And I don't give a fuck. I've since flagged it three times and it's not gone. So maybe if you help me flag it, we can get this thing pulled.
0: Wow. Look at the end of the day. Wild. At
1: the end of the day, I, 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 in my, in my heart of hearts, I don't think I'm going to end up getting this thing um in which case
0: sometimes it's easier just to kind of to to be pessimistic about something like this just in case we do get it then you yeah right
1: but it was i don't know man i
0: kind of i kind of feel like you might i I don't i I haven't given up on this i yeah
1: i mean i haven't given it up it's only been like you know 48 hours or whatever but like yeah it's uh it's kind of a funny thing i was just more excited to be like oh if i get this for this price and take some better photos and put a better listing i'll easily be able to make some money on it that's all. That Dude, was my I am only fucking, thought. Process.
0: I am so floored. Like when I when I said that we were going to talk about some gear we got this week, it was <laughs> definitely not a fucking sixty nine J. Yeah, that was well, not what we were going to talk about. Well, and you know,
1: I I don't have it yet, so I guess we can't really say. But yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I also bought a little cheap guitar, but we
0: can talk about well, that. Well we can too. We're yeah. talk about that another <laughs> time, man. I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk about the little fucking pedal that I bought this week now that you get, uh, you bought a fucking sixties fender.
1: No, man. It's it's you know, and look, I mean it's not like I can use photos of it for the uh, image or anything, so I mean, you know, we might as well
0: <laughs> You we could, we, you could yeah, just like a fucking just screenshot take the listing. of the listing. Yeah,
1: really. <laughs> the listing that says no, oh, I, you, I, you paid for oh, this and this guy has not even responded to Two exactly. of your
0: messages. Bullshit. No, I I already thought since I mean because since the last time we did a Ronasod, I did a little uh, I did a little mask on a guitar headstock. Oh, yeah. I fi- I figure we might do as well do some with
1: some Christmas lights hanging off of it. Dust or something that, like that. Ooh, that's yeah, a good idea. That could be cool.
0: I, I'm trying to think what I mean. I'm I'm sure I've. I've gotten a handful of guitars since since that yeah, episode that yeah, we can do it sure. on. I'm not even sure, but I was already kind of kind of thinking through that one in my brain. But
1: I don't know. I don't want to end on that one. I feel like that was kind of a bummer. Um, I don't think
0: that's a bummer. I mean, I think it, it it could be for you, of course. But I think it I think that was fascinating. And as as your as your fucking Gearbud co host, the fact that you kept the fact that you bought a goddamn 69J for me is just. F- astonishing sure like I, I like this not a, i mean i i love the content i think it's wonderful that that you did it but i'm just thinking for myself i don't know if i'd have that kind of self-control Oh, dude like i don't i, I think i would have to like i would fucking call like facetime you and cry like, well, the, o- just, the I,
1: only the only reason i i actually brought it up now is because i'm frustrated had this guy just been like hey man yeah i'll ship it out tomorrow perfect communication it's all worked out i probably would have wait till i got it and surprised if you me. just
0: showed up with yeah. a fucking oh my yeah i God. probably would have actually I, done that I would have poofed um, myself. <laughs>
1: poopy. But yeah, uh, I, had to, I had to vent a little because I'm, I'm a little frustrated right now with with sellers in general. Um, yeah. You know, we had that story last week about a guitar that I bought and uh, for a much cheaper price. But, you know, these sellers, I don't understand what's going on here with these people, man. This guy, you know, I mean, we can, I don't know if you want to get into it or not, or if you have something else you want to talk about. But, you know, I, I, I'm very frustrated with sellers. And the last two things I purchased, the sellers have been absolute dog shit at communication. And it's just not cool,
0: man. It's just know. not cool. Especially there there's never an excuse for that sort of thing, frankly. But especially when we're talking about like a high ticket item like that, yes. where we're ta- we're in like the, the thousands we're of in dollars the range. range. It's yes, like exactly. you just uh, it, it it's it, beho- it behooves you to be a good communicator. You want to get that per- you want that person to buy this thing from you. You want them to give you good feedback. Like there's yeah. there's no reason for you not to it, uh, it's just part of the whole package. Don't list something on eBay if you're not going to communicate. Well, I was thinking. About I think that. you're right, though, man. I really do think that it's exactly what you said. That dude expected to get more from the yep. auction. Yep. Didn't get it. He's getting some offers on reverb. Pro- yep. They're not what he wants. Yeah. And so he's just, he's just going to keep pursuing. that. There's that's, been that's, two that's, offers. It's got to be what it is.
1: Yeah. There's been two offers on that on that uh, thing. So well, look. I mean, all I can do at this point is if he cancels the order or decides not to ship it to me i have to refund my money and i will just slam him with terrible feedback which he doesn't seem to mind because he has zero positive feedback to begin with which dude look i always say this man the best deals are had by people who have shitty descriptions they take shitty photos you've kind of got to go with your gut on some of this stuff and sometimes you got to deal with bullshit sellers you know um it's generally not a guitar store that's going to be super helpful that's going to give you an
0: amazing deal on something you know what i mean well look i mean let's 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 call a spade a spade here mm-hmm. uh, musicians aren't all the smartest people that you've ever dealt with no. there's there's some ding-dongs on there and you know look look i'm gonna make take the opportunity to make a little bass player uh, joke too because basses <laughs> are kind of especially not known for that but sure i mean that's that's a, that's a totally different thing it's just, it's just it, bad this is,
1: it's just bad form you know? it's
0: bad form yeah. it is and and that's and, that, and you know what we've got a freaking forum to uh, call these ding dongs out, so yeah, we I'm, do. I'm man. glad that we did, and, and honestly, up. I'm I'm currently crossing my fingers and toes. We're gonna have ourselves a little Christmas miracle, yeah. Because frankly, I, I selfishly I want you to get it so I can play it. Oh, that's, dude, I me mean too. that's just where it is.
1: I am nervous too because I don't have photos, so I can't see if the truss rods buried. I can't see if it's you know if it even plays good. I mean these things do have problems. Like you know there's a reason why people are like pre CBS is the only way to go. After sixty five, things started to kind of go downhill. Really, after 66,
0: 67. Well, at least it's not a three bolt, so you've no, got not, no, you got that going for you. No, it's not.
1: a three bolt. But you know, I've seen with the binding and the blocks where they people just they screw these truss rods like way deep into them. Actually, the majority of them that I've seen have the one like that a you sent me truss rod. The, yeah, um, that had a truss rod. The other one, rod. you couldn't yep. you couldn't see the the the, yep. the flat and, or and, had the deal at a Phillips head. And that was sixty. That was a sixty two. Sixty two. Um, yeah. That was a crazy story too, man. That that was a crazy deal, dude. There's been like insane deals. That guy sold that 62 Jazz Bass. It was a refinish from the factory. Sold it for three grand to some guy locally in in, in Florida. And
0: dude, that bass fucked hard. I wanted yeah, that bass.
1: Yeah, I ended up talking to the guy who bought it, and he was actually he was super nice. And then at one point, you know, we're just going back and forth. We're just talking guitars, and I was telling him I've got a few and stuff. And uh, he's, like, he's like, cool, man. He's like, sorry if uh, these texts are short. I'm driving right now. I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop driving. He's like, I literally have the bass in my trunk. Like, I'm driving home from the guy's place. I'm like, dude, stop. Just like, I just, you know fix it up and show me the pictures he did say he was going to put some washers in that truss rod he's he's done he's dealt with that type of thing before yeah. so it sounds like the guy kind of knows what he's doing with that thing but the last yeah. thing i want to do is have to take this to attack and put more money into it so uh i will say i'm sending it back if there's anything wrong with this he also said it was an excellent condition in the ad so if it does have something like a buried truss rod that to me does not constitute excellent condition and uh he will be void of this contract yeah i would, I would say
0: Damn, dude! Wow, that was—I mean, honestly—not how I expected this episode to go, and I'm so glad because <laughs> well, it was a fucking great one. I, I, again, dude, I, if if this hadn't—if I'm—if I if i was not in this situation, and I would have got this
1: thing like next week. I would have brought it over and just surprised the fuck out of you. But God. since this is on the top of my mind and I'm kind of frustrated with sellers in general right now, I think uh, you know, I think I just kind of have to head uh, to vent about it a little bit. So,
0: and I'm—I'm and I'm glad you did. And I've also got to tell you that we are very close to potentially the the most beefy the longest episode that's hilarious, ever recorded hilarious right doesn't
1: now. even feel like it it's so weird I know
0: well well I mean, we've officially worn me out yeah so I'm, well I'm glad I got job. to do
1: more of the talking because you know you you're not feeling good so you know I kind of wanted to have some stuff to say today so yeah dude man, you uh,
0: you fucking carried us today I'm really thankful absolutely. you were uh, you were uh, my little knight in shining armor sure, and I'm here, I'm so thankful for that Wow, what an episode! Thank you for uh, for sharing all that, man. That was, I mean, you you definitely did a lot of jibber jabbering today, and I'm and I'm glad I didn't have to because my throat's hurting again.
1: Yeah, no, no worries, man. Get some rest. uh, Drink your yeah. fluids. If you need anything, I I, like I said, I'm down the street. I'm happy to help out with anything you need, buddy. So. I know
0: you are, and I appreciate I appreciate that so much. Again, that was course, that was the man. best.
1: And uh, I guess I'll be emailing you this file soon because we haven't done that in a long time. You're so. gonna be yeah.
0: You're gonna have to upload a little Dropbox. Yeah. and Do the whole bingo, bingo, bango. All uh, right, man. It's well, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully I remember how to still make all that happen. Yeah. And yeah. F- folks, we're so thankful that you're listening. I mean, if you're still listening all the way deep here, we're like, we're, we're definitely an hour and a half in right now. Yep. So even though I, I said it was going to be a short one because I'm not feeling good. We actually literally recorded the longest episode <laughs> we ever have, which is just how this shit it's, works. Yeah. How ironic. <laughs> right so uh dave love you buddy thank you you so much for everything thanks for such a great episode it's been it's it's really lifting my spirits chatting with you today as well so 190 man 200's creeping up soon so one freaking 90 10 more episodes until we get to hot the hot 200 folks and if you did make it this far and all the way to the end of this truly entire side of beef that we just laid on you why don't you go make some music